Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Thursday pre-market prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with you for another exciting day. Hope you all survived the great meltdown, the great bear market of 2021. Lasted for like 40 minutes or an hour yesterday. We'll talk about that. Buy the dip works again. Uh, we've got a couple of earnings on our radar. We got some uh, some high flying low price stocks on our radar uh so a lot to get to it's it's, it's just a continuation a continuation of the same theme uh the high flyers the 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 lower price stocks are moving the the mega caps are really not um and it's, that's just how it's been and that's just how it's going to be until it's not anymore so our guest today is buck andrews he's the uh, co-founder of inform today's show is also sponsored by inform their enterprise news productivity tool is designed to enable you to perform more thorough stock research by isolating the specific articles and headlines that are most impactful to your portfolio to learn more go to inform.info it's i-n-4-m number four it's on the screen there dot info hit that like button hit subscribe do what you do let's bring joel on now joel how are we doing in the pre-market session Doing well, Spencer. Good morning. We're up 11 handles at 39.14. A little overnight dip at 38.95. We rebounded as high as 39.18.50. Crude nine-day winning streak in jeopardy here, down 41 cents at 58.27. Gold holding up in the mid $1,800 handle, up $2.50 at 18.45.20. Silver joining the rally. That's up 15 cents at 27.24. And Bitcoin getting a little bank love. That's up $2,175 at $47,090. We're talking about the futures. Triple D, uh, did you have any circuit breakers go off yesterday? Were we uh, a full out When the crash happened? Oh, Jesus. I was hiding under my desk. I was actually on the phone with a reporter when it started going down. 
And um, then I was like, I got to go. I got to go buy the dip. <laughs> That's a joke, actually. But uh, the, the buy the dip works again. I mean, we sold off. We sold off about 30 points in, it felt like, about four minutes. I know it was a little longer than that, but it felt like it was pretty fast. Um, you know, this is what happens. You're in the bull markets, and you're going to see these violent little sell-offs as people, you know, start paying, oh, this is it, I got locked in my profits, and then they buy the dip again. You know, I don't know what to say on this overall market. It's a very confusing market. I am a little bit nervous. Not so much that we're overinflated, but there's so much mania around these small caps that, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. The mega caps, you know, are getting forgotten. Um, we're seeing certain sectors like utilities and staples getting actually sold so that money can fly into sundial growers or the the latest pot stock. I mean, you've got the mania going so much. People are like, why am I going? I don't want to be in Campbell's Soup right now. I don't want to be in Coca-Cola when I can go get in sundial and make, you know, double my money in two days. So, I mean, I, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, <laughs> it's working. The penny stocks are working very, very well. I mean, I've been playing around with a few of the penny stocks as well, and they're, and they're doing really good. You know, I don't know, you know, when the party ends, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe Reddit can just keep the party going. They just keep moving from house to house to house or from stock to stock to stock. And that's what we've kind of seen. I mean, they've left all the short squeeze stocks. If you look at GameStop and you look at AMC, and you look at Revlon, and you look at you know the, the the list of sixty stocks that we were talking about. Almost all of those stocks are kind of right back to where they started. So they came in, had the party, squeezed the hell out of them, squeezed the life out of them, and then they just came back to where they were. I mean, GameStop isn't quite down to where it was, but I mean the majority of the of the gains are gone. So at the end of the day, you got to be careful. You know, if you're the last person chasing and the, and the party, you know, the cops show up to the party to break it up. Not necessarily that's maybe a bad example because it wasn't regulation. But, you know, that's going to be an issue for you if you're the last person there. It's like hot potato. All these stocks are a hot potato because for the most part, a lot of these companies are still trash. But, you know, you get in these, get the momentum going and the breakout traders get in there and the algos getting there and momentum ignition algos get in there. And the party can go for quite a bit. So, I mean, momentum is working until it doesn't. Yeah, I think you have a lot of different participants in the market. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, going in uh, to see these moves and the capital moving around. So it's just a, it's really a confluence of different things that are contributing it to it. But you know, you have to trade what's in front of you, what you see in front of you, and. There's some good price action <laughs> across the board here uh, from cryptocurrencies to marijuana. I mean, earnings. I mean, we don't talk about Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google. I mean, there's other returns in the market and yeah. people are going where the quick returns are. I mean, we, we you know, and this is, a, we aren't even talking about earnings, like you said, you know, we're not focused. You, this was a mega cap market for a decade. So is this the small caps turn? Is this the pre, is this the penny stocks turn? Penny stocks, you know, there's always the odd penny stock that's having its day, but the majority of them are all junk usually. But right now, I'm telling you, across the board, they're just looking for penny stocks. So I, I don't know if we're early innings. I don't know if we're late innings. I don't know if Reddit started a whole new movement here that it's all going to be about penny stocks going forward. And maybe they're not going to want it, you know, being the Amazons. Like, I mean, you look at Amazon, blows the quarter away. Absolutely. Um, the Firing on all cylinders, and the stock doesn't move. It doesn't care. I own Amazon. I mean, I like owning good companies, but right now you're being punished for owning quality. You're being rewarded for owning trash. 
and that's I could continue for a while. So you've got to be cognizant of that. I mean, I'm not jumping in here and buying the dip on Amazon yesterday. Um, you got to look at, you know, the other Momo names. Those are the ones you're buying the dip. And there's, some, you know, some growth is still working too. Like Kathy stocks are still working. You know, growth at any cost is working. It's like if you've got a, a solid cash flow, stable business, they don't want that. And they're classifying Amazon as that now. Even though Amazon's growing like crazy, they don't care. They're looking at where can I make 50% of my money next week, not 50% of my money in the next couple of years. So it's a greedy market right now. That greed is going to continue until, you know, a lot of people get hurt. So, I mean, I guess you just got to play, you know, what's what's moving. So, you know, we can talk some of these smaller stocks. That's what the chat wants to talk is Sundial. They want to talk all these smaller stocks. I mean... It's an incredible move. I've I've played I've traded this a little bit, like just playing around with it, uh, but definitely not making sixty percent overnight. <laughs> so congratulations to those who hold. Jokingly, I was saying to my buddy just at Bright Trading, it was like three three dollars and twenty cents last night, and I'm like, I don't know, it's went through two fifty. It's probably going to five. I mean, that's the next logical stopping point, you know, because you think about two fifty gets you five. The whole Kenny Glick theory. I mean, I don't know if it hit five this morning, but it's four forty-two. I'm kicking myself for not buying it. Yeah, it did just stop just shy of five dollars. Uh, I mean, still early in the day, early in trading, four eighty-seven. Uh, that marks your pre-market high. Not not quite a double yet, but uh, liquidity coming into the issue and it got going from fifty cents, buck fifty, and here we are trading at uh, four forty, four forty-five. Uh, some of these stocks yesterday too, it was interesting where you had the reversal, uh, but then they came back. And you know, when you have a reversal like that and you come back and you finish near the highs for the session, that tells you something. And I was uh, uh, referring to Tilray. We talked about that late in the day yesterday. It was an and- incredible sell-off and you think that's it, but it's like GameStop all over again. Just when you think that the buying is done, they find another wave comes in. And that's what we saw in Tilray as well. I mean, that was a, a, an incredible fall. And, you know, you talk about that fall, you know, and, and the sell-off in the overall market. I mean, we were up at 67 bucks, and we sell- fell to 47 in a half an hour. I mean, this is an incredible fall. And then, boom, it gets it all back. So just when you think, okay, that was it. That was upside capitulation. I tweeted out. You know, t- a day later, you're like, oh, there's another wave coming in. So this, that's what you, you You get waves. Like, I mean, trading in all stocks is waves to a certain extent. But you get in these penny stocks, it's really like waves, like where you get this rush of buyers. And then, you know, you get the sellers a little bit, you know, taking profits. You know, people getting caught. Oh, I'm caught. You know, it's the time getting out. And then you get the next wave come in. And then, you know, and it's, I always say you want to be buying on those dips. You find those uptrends and buying on those dips and buying on those dips. But, you know, I like to still, you know, I trade big caps. I trade mega caps, you know. And obviously, I'm not making 200% overnight on any stocks here. I know some people, you know, like we saw um, uh, Trader Stu there on Twitter, who's a great follow. Um, he, tweet, he tweets out, well, you know, I, I like making, you know, 10 20% gainers as opposed to one 200% gainers. And I'm like, well, I like 102% gainers going the other way. Take it to even more of an extreme or, or you know, 1,000.2% gainers. That's the kind of the way I trade. I'm just picking up pennies, nickels, and dimes, you know, and, and, and sometimes a little bit more than that. But, you know, you're looking at momentum. But these penny stocks, I've never been a penny stock trader since like 1996. So it's kind of out of my wheelhouse. But, I mean, you can trade anything technically. And if you are trading the stuff, it's the wave. So, but eventually that one wave will come <laughs> down and then you're like, okay, 
now I'm in trouble. And that's how, you know, Title you know I don't want to. You just got to watch out for the, you know, you can surf, you can, you know, go up and down and stuff. But, but uh, Tidal Wave and how app is, you know, when you, you uh, on our introduction, I'll buy this stock for a penny. And uh, boy, oh, boy. Penny stock market. Like we yeah. are in the middle of. FOMO running. Hey, can I can, can I jump in here with a stat? Yeah, um, so full disclosure, um I I haven't verified this, but this is just a stat that, that I've seen. I'm I'm seeing internally uh on at Benzinga and I've seen it on Twitter as well. And we, and we definitely discussed this on our stream yesterday. Yeah. There are apparently there are only two stocks, two stocks that trade on the Nasdaq and the NICE that are under a dollar. Two. That can't be right. But well, what you just right? spent, you just spent ten minutes talking about how we're in a penny stock market, and they're all going up. Well, I know everything just works. I mean, every stock has been running here. So, so... I, I bought a couple of these things, and I can't even believe you know, like you know, that the moves that these things are having. But I can't believe that there's only a couple that are under a dollar. I'll run a scan for that. Here, tonight. here, here. D- I'll, give you, I'll, give, the, the I'll give you the, I'll give you the, I'll give you the What are the two stocks? Yeah, don't <laughs> say them. Give them to you. Don't say them. Don't say them. You want me to give them to you? I don't want to give them to you. We can say it. We're not in it. I want to I'll tell you, they're right there. It's it's DNN and GSV, and they're right there. Both of them. GSV. I looked at this GSV yesterday just because I was like looking through trying to find what hadn't gone. Um, I didn't buy any, but I don't know that that's on that can't be right. I mean, I've got to go run the scan myself. I can't I can't believe that that's right, uh, but maybe it is. So I mean, l- yesterday, you know, when I didn't verify the information, I obviously misspoke, and maybe we could just take it to some correction with Robinhood because. Um, it was originally reported, like on CNBC, and you saw the report too, Spencer, so you could stay with me on this, that it sounded like Vlad was going to be for the transaction tax, the financial transaction tax. So we don't know what Vlad's position is. That's the bottom line. And it would be absurd to think he's for it. That's why I was so pissed off yesterday. I was like, how can that be? So, And the CNBC article headline even read like that. I was like, how can that be? Well, it's not. That's the case. I'm I'm pretty sure it's not. I tried to reach out to Vlad. He I actually tweeted a, a tweet um just saying there's no way. Like you're just thinking about it, you know, logically. There's no way he's for the trend. It would it would be big time trouble for retail brokers. And he liked my tweet when I said that, so he did oh, like really? my tweet, so he read it. So I don't think he would like my tweet if he wasn't, you know, if I wasn't on to that. So bottom line is Vlad is not going to try to blow up his own company here with a financial transaction tax he's going to be against this he's going i'm going to predict right now he hasn't officially said it but i will predict right now and take back what i said yesterday about robin hood because it was cnbc reporting and i was like whoa that cannot be right but i thought you know i'm just i'm like that's absurd so i'll take back that part of it everything i said about the financial transaction tax correct but it does look like robin hood will be against it and that's a good thing that's a good thing. But, you know, the financial transaction tax, I mean, when you see the speculation running rampant, you've got to be scared of that to a certain extent because your, your regulators are looking at this and saying, you know, some people got burned in GameStop and people got burned over here. And, I mean, we've had lots of speculative bubbles before. Usually these things fix themselves. They don't need regulation. I mean, we have Andrew Ross Sorkin advocating for a financial transaction tax. He is a big voice. This would be a big mistake because it would not curb speculation. It would only uh, hurt liquidity in the market. Sure. And like I said, 
the regulators would realize quickly that they need to have liquidity, so they'd give a market maker exemption. So the only people that would be paying it would be the little guy. So make sure if this does start to get traction, you reach out to your uh, to your representative and say, look, this is you know something that's going to hurt my bottom line, 0.1%. Like we said, uh, a $10,000 transaction is going to cost you 10 bucks in and 10 bucks out. A $100,000 transaction, 100 bucks and 100 bucks out. All the work we've done for the last 25 years would be undone by that bill. All the work of getting commissions down to zero, getting trading cheaper for everyone to do, would be undone by that bill. So I hope that regulators wouldn't be that dumb to go through with it, but these proposals are coming. And the speculative bubble is bad timing for that proposal coming down the pipe. So just be careful. All right. Hopefully, uh, Vlad, though, we don't know for sure, but hopefully he's on our side. All right. So I think he is. All right. Uh, S&P is just creeping higher here. We're off the high of the pre-market session, 1850, currently trading at 39.17. Uh, Spencer, do you want to cover some earnings stocks or – we don't do talk ratings changes. Do we even anymore. care about do we care about earnings? Wait, here, here's, one, here's one thing I wanted to say yeah, though um, uh, about the the FOMO market that we seem to be in, um, and this is this is this is sort of how plays into how different different social platforms uh, can can influence behavior. So, you know, there's a lot of stock market discussion on Twitter, obviously, right? But it's decentralized, right? If you were to tell someone, hey, go on Twitter and find find where they're talking about um, penny stocks and find where they're, everyone's talking about how much money they made. It, it would be hard to do unless you knew what you were looking for on Twitter, right? Uh, Reddit is a much more centralized platform. The conversation happens in one place. Yeah. Well, the Wall Street Bets community six months ago probably had, I don't know, 300, 400,000 subscribers at the most. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got 9 million now, yeah. 9 million subscribers. And every day, there are people posting screenshots of their massive gains. Yesterday, there was a guy who posted a screenshot of, of his of his toe rate call options that he, that he's off like a thousand percent in. And every day, there's that. There's these screenshots of ah, I'm, I'm rich now, right? There's fifty of them a day, and it, it's hard. It, it's hard to look at that and not think, oh my god, like that could be me. Why can't that be me? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's so hard not not to. And, and 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 it's it's a, it's a psychological thing. It's human nature, but and we're all we're all guilty. We're all susceptible to this, like uh, it, of getting swept up in that in that feeling, like oh, I he's I could do it if he did it, I could do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's definitely a factor here. Is oh. is is the the rise of 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 Reddit as a uh, uh, as a platform to talk about stocks? Not that there it wasn't there before. There's a bunch of places on reddit where you can talk about this sort of things there's different subreddits there's the stocks subreddit there's there's investing uh there's there's a bunch of them and i'm i'm in all of them trust me um but they've all gotten bigger and like really big in the last month or two or three um and that's i think that's a factor here because it's just every day there's more 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 and they call it gain porn right it's just gain porn people just posting their gains and yeah it's just i think that's that's a factor how many people are posting their losses though? For like some people, no. Jobs? I mean, I mean, they do. That's they do. That, on Wall Street bets. I'll tell like, you one thing. I, I've I've looked, you know, not just Wall Street bets, but you look at like these different, you know, Twitter accounts that are obviously pumping stocks as well. And I don't see a lot of losses. I mean, maybe everybody yeah. is winning, but I just they look at you know, stocks like GameStop, and I think there was a lot of losers there too. 
So, I mean, everybody's going to naturally gravitate to, look how much money that person made on GameStop. That could be me. But there's also that person that bought it at $480 and $400 and $350 and $300 and $250 and $200 and $150 and $100 that lost a lot of money here. So, I mean, there's another coin. There's another side of that coin. So it's called Dogecoin. It is well, yeah, I just want to warn everybody that, yeah, if you were in the GameStop in the first five days, you know, the big, for the big move, you're kicking ass and taking names. It took a lot of heat. You took uh, maybe grew a few gray hairs in there, maybe gave yourself a heart condition because there was some wicked sell-offs even in those first five days. But now you're looking at it on the last six, seven days, and the majority of people lost a lot of money. So you've got to be careful chasing. I mean, you want to play around in these stocks? By all means, go for it. But if you're taking all of your money and putting it in Sandile, or whatever the hell it's called, Sundial, um, it, it, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And I'm seeing people do it. I mean, you see people call to Jim Cramer. I put all my money in GameStop, or I put all my money in something else. I mean, and there's going to be huge winners. Some people are going to get some people. Don't kid yourself. Some people got rich. They definitely did. I don't j- doubt that. But you just got to be careful. You know, it's not my style to try to get rich overnight. Um, it took me a long time to build the wealth that I built. And I don't want to just throw it all on Sundial and watch it all go up in smoke because I timed it wrong. So you've just got to be careful. That's all I mean is you've got to be careful trading these things. Have fun. These are fun to trade with. And, yeah, some people are getting rich. But I do believe that, you know, the core strategies here, you know, of just chasing, you know, there's so many rules being broken that eventually it all comes to roost. I don't know when that is. Maybe, but maybe it does come to roost, just keeps coming to roost in individual stocks, but then they move on to the next one. So now it's pot. So I don't know what the next thing's going to be. If you can get ahead of it, you can make a lot of money though. So, you know, look at it and figure out, you know, you know, this sundial they were talking about for, for days before it went. So there was an opportunity here for sure. But at the same time, if you're coming in it now, the person that bought it at a dollar a week ago is probably selling to you. So you just got to be careful that you're not the last one holding the bag. That's a great point. Yeah, Joel, Joel, had, be careful. Be careful. Joel had said there are people learning such bad habits. Yeah, I mean. Everyone, it, it, I'm it's, it's, bad habits. For sure, we all are. We all are. We all are. But maybe these are the habits. I mean, who's to say that this isn't the new market? And Reddit's going to control it, and they're not going to give a crap about Amazon going forward, and they're not going to give a crap about you know good companies going forward. We're seeing significant sell-offs in good companies. I mean, and 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 obviously anything that's related to a dividend, we're seeing sold. I mean, AT and T is sitting right near the lows. Not that it's you know Verizon has been selling off for a month here now. You can say, okay, well that's related to the TLT, but the reason the TLT is selling off here too is that people aren't sitting their money for one, two, three, four percent. So that's the trend. I don't know if that trend continues, but if it does, a lot of those stocks, the mega caps, the, the ones could start selling off as well as people just look to move it into the quick buck. So there's a lot of money hiding in Amazon. There's a lot, I'm, I've got Amazon. There's a lot of money hiding in Apple. I've got Apple. Is there, I'm just asking the chat, I'm asking you, is there concern that those stocks could start selling off just like Verizon has, just like the TLT has, as people move out 
of those crowded mega cap trades. I think people are running these stocks, trades. Dennis. I think people are running these stocks and they're doing it, you know, in uh you know, I think people are still having their core holdings, but I just think you have a lot what of if they start dumping those core holdings as well. If they start dumping, then to, to, to go into these speculative to, to go to go into the speculative mania. Because this isn't a this isn't an overall stock market bubble. Everybody says we got this big stock market bubble. No, there's not. Amazon's not in a bubble. I don't think it is. But that doesn't mean it can't go lower. That doesn't mean I'm talking against my book here a little bit to a certain extent. But I'm actually wow. kind of concerned about you know some of the bigger names. I mean Tesla's selling off here now. You know, like quietly. I had an ugly day yesterday. It's not bouncing much. It's been a lot of money made. In we Tesla. don't even talk about Tesla anymore. We we well, hardly talk well, about well, Tesla. That's it. I mean, so are these stocks now susceptible to sell-offs so people can raise capital to throw it into the next penny stock? Maybe there is no more penny stocks, like Spencer says. they got to go into the dollars and $2 stocks now because they've all ran up. But is this possible that there could be continued rotation out of safety and into these high yeah, I, I, I just want to show you, this, this is what we've talked about, right? That, that a purple chart is, is the IWM. The purple lines are IWM, yeah. Uh, Spy and the the uh, the the, Dow, the uh, diamonds, the DIA yeah. are, down, are down here. Yeah. Okay, that's the Russell. This is the Spy and the Dow Jones Industrial. So, yeah, small caps. Is this the small caps time? The small caps have underperformed for a for decade. Years, and yeah. I'm saying Amazon's still thirty three hundred. That's my point. Is these stocks actually haven't sold off? But people sitting here maybe waiting. Maybe it is. Maybe the small caps continue. Maybe Reddit changes it. I'm I'm just throwing out scenarios. I don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. I'm gonna say it. Again. Nobody knows. Nobody knows anything except maybe the the original people who are on some of these pump and dumps because they're gonna come and pump them where they know which stocks are gonna pump. But nobody knows anything. So I just look here and I think, man, Amazon can't rally on good reports. It can't rally, you know, um, you know, and uh, unless this Reddit community, unless you know the speculative bubble bursts quickly and then they're going to fly back into the safety trade, I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon starts selling off like Verizon has, like the TLT has, because people aren't getting rich there. So that I'm I'm actually concerned about that. Those are my thoughts. Okay. Um, Aviator one wants to know. That. I'm not laughing. Awesome. I mean, what's there? I mean, it's, this is what's going on in the market, right? I mean, you're analyzing it. No one sees it more than you. You're looking at it on a daily basis. I mean, We're, we don't care about fundamentals. We're going into Bitcoin. I mean, the crypto trade. That money's got to come from somewhere. The money that's sitting in Bitcoin isn't going into Amazon. You, at last time I saw, you couldn't use Bitcoin to buy Amazon. So you can buy US, the Amazon with U.S. dollars, but you can't buy with Bitcoin. So, um, I well, I think you can like use a platform like Square to like convert it, like you know. So you, you started to convert over U.S. dollars to go buy because I don't see a Bitcoin price on Amazon. Money that's just sitting in Bitcoin is not being used to buy Amazon. Can I? You, can you give me that? All right. <laughs> All I'm saying is, as money moves into different types of assets and different risk assets, it eventually comes from somewhere else, and if the FOMO continues. I believe you will start actually seeing weakness in the place where everybody has hid for the last 10 years, which is the mega cap, despite you know not trading at crazy valuations. It makes me nervous on the overall market. You could see a market that could start selling off, but you could see a penny stock market that continues to outperform or an IWM that outperforms. Maybe this is just the small caps time. So maybe that's a good thing, the rotation. I'm, I'm just asking because 
I'm heavily in mega caps. They've been rewarded to be there for a long time. But maybe it's time to start adjusting a bit and not saying, you know, just not being all in on Amazon and Apple and Google and Microsoft and those top 10 components, because maybe they get left behind in this. If this party continues, that's my concern. It's a real, it's a real concern. Our eight twenty-seven. We're gonna have Buck Andrews on in about eight minutes or so. Let's let's get to some individual stocks though, because we've been talking about this for twenty minutes, a little more. Let's bring let's let's bring up some charts and let's talk sure. individual names. Should we start with uh, Uber? With Uber? Uber, yeah. Uber yeah. had earnings last night. Let's give you those numbers here. Q four earnings per share. Uber. You know what? Why don't I do this? Let me just show you what I'm looking at in Benzinga Pro. You can read what I'm reading here. So Uber, uh, Q4 EPS, 54 cent loss, beat the estimate by a penny. Sales, 3.2 versus $3.58 billion. Q4 gross bookings grew 16% sequentially, quarter over quarter, down 5% year over year. Gross bookings up 130% year over year. Uh, They talked about Uber Eats. There we go. You see um, members reached 5 million in Q4. Uh, how is the stock doing, Joel? Uh, we're down 74 cents, had a little spike up to 64, then kind of, kind of changed their mind on it, but found support just under 60. Uh, trading down 74 cents, as I said. Let's see what happens at the close. Let's see if we can get green on this. Uh, we saw what they did to Lyft yesterday, but uh, on an earnings day, a stock before the actual report, it makes a new all-time high. All-time high, 63.50, and that was up near the close. So uh, definite more significance to that actual close. But keep an eye, 63.18, 63.50, if you really want to see this thing rip. Uh, coming on the downside, looks like it's been bid pretty well since that 4 a.m. open. So does, for now, does it looks like that pre-market low of 59.91 is safe. Uh, I don't have any comments on Uber is making new highs. I don't short stocks making new highs. Yes, right. pulled back a buck or two, but I mean, this is a stock that's got momentum. It's you know the opposite of what I was talking about the old you know the, the the big mega caps. It's still got the growth. It's still got a story. So dip probably gets bought in something like this. <laughs> what what about iRobot? This one this one's a mover on its earnings reports. It tends to really move. It it's moves. a it's a volatile stock. Well, because yeah. well, they were squeezing it. So and they're not squeezing it anymore, but. One concern is there's a lot of people who got caught in this. So as you get up, you do have some overhead supply issues here now. I, I like the prospects here. I like the story. I had this stock at one time, but I mean, it's such, it, it went parabolic there. It went to 190. I mean, they just reported, <laughs> they, they just gave some amazing numbers here just to tell you what they were. Yeah, sure. E- EPS for uh, the fourth quarter, 84 cents versus a 31 cent estimate. Big beat sales of five hundred and forty-four million versus four hundred and ninety-four million dollars estimates. They beat that number as well. They gave some fantastic, fantastic EPS guidance for the year. EPS guidance they gave in the low three-dollar range versus a two-dollar and nineteen cents. So they basically uh, beat the uh, the uh, they came in with EPS guidance for the year a dollar above the estimate. Uh, sales guidance was also well above estimates, $1.6 billion in, in that range versus $1.4 billion estimate. So they came in way above estimates for the quarter and on their uh, guidance for uh, fiscal year guidance for the EPS and sales. So just blew it away. 
Uh, Dennis alluded to some overhead and supply in this when he got nearly to $200 and then came right back in almost a uninitiated two-for-one stock split in uh, three or four days. So you did get that pop uh, over 150, uh, 150.98, January 28th high. In the uh, after hours, you got the 151.87. But when you pull back $20 off that, I think, or over $20, I think you got to have to pick some intermediate levels um, in the meantime pretty hard when you have that that back off like that maybe a little some other people more people are caught long now so i robot let's see it's not as easy had a high, now yeah yeah there's a little bit of overhead supply i mean yeah. we'll see what happens still up you know still trading up ten dollars up hey remember when we used to care about initial job claims no yeah yeah it was last year remember when we used to care about economic data it's been a long time Anyway, jobless claims just came out, in case anyone cares. Yeah, give it to us. Give it to us, um, please. 793,000 jobless claims filed for the week of February 5th. Uh, that was more than economists were expecting. They were expecting 757,000, so 793 versus 757. Um, prior week's reading was 779, so more people filing uh, for unemployment last week than the previous week. And... Um, that's that. I know nothing about the economy. <laughs> I, just, we, I, I just trade Momo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, maybe that's so, the way. This is the right, way, Dennis. This is the way. This is the way. That's right from uh, Mandalorian. This is the way. Yeah. This is the new way. All right. Uh, 832, smash that like button. Wolf Buck Andrew's on in just a second All here. Right. Um, gosh, there's a couple many more stocks. Zynga reported last night the dip. Yeah. Bought. Um, again, I still think this could get taken out. So that's why I stick with it here. I mean, I think people buy the dip last night on the earnings quickly because, you know, there is speculation that Zynga could be a takeout candidate now that Glue Mobile went off the board. So I'm sticking with that. Uh, what were the earnings though? Uh, they were, let me see here. Let me, let me see if I can get in a, a real adjusted number or a real estimate for Zynga going to the calendar here. Uh, EPS was in line at nine cents. Uh, revenue was a uh, slight beat, uh, just under $700 million in revenue, which was a, a, a smidge above the estimate there. So uh, good earnings report. What did they say about guidance? Did, did they say anything? Um, they gave Q1 sales guidance. That was a smidge on the white side. Um, yeah. We talked about this on uh, the uh, at the close show, uh, kind of with a you know, kind of like a, a, a hidden bid um, under this. After uh, I think so, yeah. After the um, after the takeout of uh, Glue Mobile, uh, right here, you're knocking on the door, folks. You actually already opened the door uh, off the headline number. You broke, but then you came back up, hit eleven eighty nine. But uh, looking at the pair of highs on the upper right-hand chart here, 1149, 11.58. So we're already trading above the top of yesterday's range. That, that was pretty much, I mean, as far as earnings, like that really was it. There's a couple more, but they're not interesting. Like Pepsi is this morning and like AstraZeneca and Kraft Heinz and Kellogg's. And oh, well, we don't really care. Okay, all those earnings. 
Kellogg's, Pepsi. If there's a pop in any of those things, I think you sell it <laughs> because they don't want these stocks. So you have to just yeah. realize the environment you're in. It matters more than anything. Yeah. So, you know, you've seen the weakness. Coca-Cola had a great report. It didn't matter. You know why? Because nobody wants their money in Coke right now. It matters. I mean, it matters. So this is just trading opportunities for you. I mean, you get a pop in Kraft Heinz here. You get a pop in Duke Energy. You get a pop in Pepsi. If you get the pop in them, I, even without looking at them, I think they're all selling opportunities. So I, until until we start, you know, getting the FOMO not running so rampant, I think all those stocks are sells on any on any strength. Maybe uh, you, see, you know, a stock like Sono is Sonos is the uh, the opposite, right? Well, that's the opposite. That's right. got a story. Right. That's sexy. That's making new highs. I had this. I thought it got overdone. We yeah. bought it when Andrew Left came on the show at 13 bucks. He said he thought eventually somebody takes it out. Well, stock doubled at 20. I sold my last year's, I think, at 28 or $29. Mm. I was, it was a good trade. I was in it for three months. Double your money. And you're regretting it because it's 37 now. I mean, every time, you know, you have these smaller names, they just continue to go. So it's the momentum market. If it almost starts going, I mean, it's, you know, you got the right stock and the momentum's on your side. These stocks go a lot further than you think that they should. Um, Blaze in the chat just asked if I know when weed's going to be legalized. Blaze, if I knew that, I wouldn't need to work here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have no idea. You, you've got firms. I think it was uh, Cantor Fitzgerald said yesterday that they, they, they don't inspect it for like several years. So no one knows. I wish I knew. Um, anyway, all right. Does it run. matter? The weeds really talk. Matter? Talk the weed stocks really quickly before we get bucked. Yeah, all right. they've all went red. Yeah. So we started the show. Tiller is $73. It's 61 These things are so wild. Again, who knows? You know, the next wave could come in. But, I mean, they're going like this. And so I got a little wave down. Is this a buying opportunity for the next wave up? Well, you just don't know. You don't know if it's topped out or not. I mean, but they were all green big time here this morning. We got Canopy. Now wow. turned red. Like, this is a huge turn since 30 minutes ago. Tiller. Whoa. Whoa. Now yeah, has, was way oh. up and had earnings. Afria is, is still trying to hold green. Um, I mean, across the board, you're looking even at MJ. You just want to see, and it's giving it all back. These things were up Jeez. huge this morning. Where well, was Tilray this morning? Where was TL? It's actually, it's, it's actually the entire trade because you look at like the chats all all over this too, like Sundial in the last what half hour, twenty minutes. Yeah, it was almost five. Now it's four. I mean, this is what these yeah. things do. Yeah. So they don't all they don't go none of these moves in GameStop were straight up moves. You had to take major Oh no way. You had no to take way. major heat. That thing had one fifty seven, then it hit sixty. Uh -huh. I mean you've got major heat. These are not for, you know, just I guess if you're just closing your eyes and you say it's eventually gonna go there and you throw out your price target, you might eventually get it. But I mean it's not smooth sailing. And it, at the end of the day is these all look like GameStop in a week. So, you know, where do they top up? Does Tilray go to hundred, hundred and fifty? Or does it go straight back down to 25.30 eventually? I think it eventually goes back down 25.30, but I don't know the path to get there. So I can't short it because it's going to 100 or 150. But if you stick in your long-term portfolio at 62 or 65 or 68, I think if you hold it longer than a month, you're probably going to lose money. That's my thoughts. So, But right now, I mean, they're wild. These stocks are really, really wild. All right, let's get our guest on here, Buck Andrews. Let's see how he's approaching this market. Buck is the co-founder of Inform. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, do you, are you agreeing or disagreeing with, with our sentiment here this morning that we should just throw everything we know out the window and just buy penny stocks? No, it's, it's you know, it's the market's rotated. I heard some earlier 
conversation about Amazon and whatnot, but there's been a, you know, since the beginning of the year, a rotation towards uh, small cap stocks, right? And so then you've got, um, you know, the stuff like, uh, game, you know, you know, that happened earlier with uh, GameStop and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, the way that I'm approaching the market right now is like, in, I've really got three segments that I'm looking at. Um, and we've actually laid those out um, in our platform. Um, what's very interesting, it's definitely a momentum market. Um, and for instance, um, Spence, I don't know if you can show this, if you want me to show it. Um, I'm looking at, like, we've put together lists, like I've got a, a Bitcoin stock list. And if you look at, you know, the first time that we came on, um, we discussed um, Mara, Marathon Patent Group. And I said that um, that as Bitcoin goes up, there it is. So if look, look at Bitcoin today, for instance, the BTC. Now go back to where you were. Uh, I, I just zoomed in a little bit, yeah. Okay, now go back to the pricing section, right there. Just stop right there. All right, see Bitcoin BTC up 7.3%. Now look at the leverage that these stocks are getting off of that Bitcoin move. Now look how much right, these yeah. stocks are off. Mm -hmm. So what we're doing is we've got, if you notice over here, I've got the ARC ads on the right. I've got Bitcoin and I've got my growth group. So these are the three areas that I'm playing. I, I play the Bitcoin stocks, um, you know, when I think it, it's a commodity play, but it, it's like a leveraged commodity play and you can yeah. play it small. You don't have to buy as much. So I, I'm playing these to the long side as I see Bitcoin you know, come in and settle. <clears throat> I buy these stocks. I'm, I've got a growth portfolio right there that you can see all the growth, growth stocks, which in our growth portfolio, fast market, you have to have a requirement of having at least thirty percent growth, and it's it's a long term investment. You know, three to five years out, these companies will uh, will perform fantastically. You know, over three to five years. So I sprinkle in some of that, and then I've got my Arc funds. Yeah, let's talk about this. You're tracking which funds the Arc the Arc Group is buying. Is that it? Yeah, so what we do is, so these are the three things that we're throwing up there. And we're throwing them up there because we think these are three areas that people can invest in and make money, right? And these, if you just invested in these three areas, this growth, this ARC ads, and this Bitcoin, you're going to make some money, you know, and you're going to make good money. And you're going to be taking advantage of the leverage and the momentum and the, and the cryptos, um, you're also going to be taking advantage of uh, the ARC funds and what they're coming in and out of. And then, and then the growth, you know, I'm a technology growth investor. So you know, these, these three you know, segments right here or sectors that we've created will change, you know, you know, a little bit here and there, but not that much. And so what we're doing is we're using the AI. <clears throat> when we get the ARC um, newsletter now, we're filtering through the newsletter and the stocks that they're adding, we, we put into our ARC sector, right? So our ARC ads, that should be, that's ARC ads right now. It should be ARC trading. We're changing it to ARC trading. Okay. <clears throat> but it'll be the same thing. So as they post their newsletters, it gets posted up here automatically what they're adding or what they're trading to, to the you know, buying, collecting. We don't put the sales in there. And then eventually we could do our yeah, sales. Yeah, yeah, why not? Nobody you, cares about the sales. No well, because, because think of this. For instance, look at pin interest today. They were selling pin interest like you know a few days ago or last week or something. They don't care. And, and, and look what it's doing today. So 
when you see sales, they may be taking down a position because it's grown too big. Exactly. You know, yep. Like you'll see them selling Tesla occasionally because they're trimming back a position. You know, so, you know, a sell doesn't necessarily mean that. Not necessarily you know, a bad thing. Asset no, allocation, no, I mean, re-asset allocation. So much that they're trimming back, but adding a new position means that they're taking a bet, right? And if they're taking a bet, they're taking a bet for a reason. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that, that you're tracking, you know, because, you know, we just pay, we just read the emails every day, but we, I, I don't, I'm at least not really writing anything down. I'm just going through them. Down. Dennis writes them down on his notepad, but you're actually tracking them and we can see the performance there, which, which is super interesting. Um, so you're still doing what you're doing, right? You're, you're still going, you know, for the growth names, which is working for you, right? Well, look at, look at Mara. I think the first day I was on, <clears throat> I suggested Mara at $17. <clears throat> look what that part, do you think Mars is going like going to continue to go though do you think this is continue? i mean look go, go back to that bitcoin um sector and, and look at the performance of these things today with the move in bitcoin yeah but looking and at the it, past performance is not always indicative of what the future performance is going to look yeah, like look bitcoin, we mentioned bitcoin, on this show at three bucks in november um now it's 38 yes. so it's up 1200 yes. percent in three months is it going up another twelve hundred percent from here? I'm just I'm just asking because, um, you know, you can look and you can say, wow, that's been you know an unbelievable performer for you and for a lot of investors there. But is the party going to continue here forever? If Bitcoin goes up, the party continues. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? If Bitcoin keeps going up, these are going to go with it. It is a leverage play on the on the commodity Bitcoin. It's, that, that, that's reasonable right yeah. you're betting on bitcoin that's that that's a yeah. reasonable assumption to make it's it's a way to bet on bitcoin without having to you know buy bitcoin outright and get a leverage play on it um and the more the bitcoin goes up the more leverage these stocks get i mean look at the as i said look at the performance today that they're getting versus you know the actual bitcoin i mean they're up like three times three x some of them two x three x there times bitcoin so Bitcoin is a, I heard somebody describing this the other day, but it's, I think, the most interesting thing I heard. They said it is a scarce commodity, you know, and it will run out in 2004, 2005, right? And then people will start using it as a currency. And I know you said that Amazon doesn't today uh, take Bitcoin, but does that mean they won't in the future? I mean, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, you, I you see co companies like MicroStrategy, Shifting their balance sheet, you know. Whoops, <laughs> sorry, got my. You see, companies like uh, MicroStrategy, you know, shifting their balance sheet to Bitcoin, and look what it's done to that stock. Uh, and you had Tesla, you know, shifting part of their balance sheet yeah. to Bitcoin. I think yeah. this is a, this will continue. But can we talk about some of the some of the trades you've been making? I, I, it's not going to end. Yeah, can, we talk about, can we talk about some of the trades you, you've been making? You you mentioned uh, the TLT. You're you're actively trading that, right? You know, I got out of the TLT. Okay. Um, I I had a trade on in the TLT, and when we had that uh, inflation number two days ago, um, I took that position off. Okay. So it was it was a the inflation number was you know, lower inflation than expected and than, than uh, anticipated, oh, and uh, you know I took a profit in it and didn't feel like sitting on something. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about that one. I'm pretty sure Bitcoin's going higher. <laughs> so, you know, I, play, I play in the areas that I'm too. sure about. 
I'm long it. I think it's going higher too. I wouldn't buy Mara. Um, because I yeah, think I, as I said, I I buy but, Mara. But if I think Bitcoin's going higher, you can buy Mara and you can think, okay, I'm going to triple my money. But there could be a disconnect here eventually too. So you know, just because mm-hmm. you, you, it's obviously a likely play that Bitcoin goes to a hundred thousand, Mara is probably going to be higher there too. Uh, but I mean, there's there's lots. I, I don't know like this company. I maybe I should look into more fundamentally. I mean, I talked about a three dollars. We knew it was a Bitcoin play, but I mean, a lot of these trades. I mean, Bitcoin is up a hundred percent. This is up a thousand percent. So right. is it ten times? And is going to continue ten? It, it to, gets to it gets back like to, to it gets back to what I said earlier on on, on our earlier shows that these are a leveraged play on the on the upward movement of Bitcoin. These guys break even at around seven thousand dollars. You know, when Bitcoin is trading around seven thousand dollars, there will be more people coming into the market, but it takes them a while to get there. Mm-hmm. So, at seven thousand dollars in Bitcoin, everything above that, you know, is uh, is profit. And as they go higher, I mean, you get you get moves that are going two, three thousand dollars a crack today. The leverage on that could be pretty significant, and that's what I thought would happen. I wasn't sure. The first time I came on, but I'm pretty sure now. I, I'm getting more sure about it. So I would not trade these stocks except up. When Bitcoin comes down and makes a base, and you're thinking about buying Bitcoin, turn around and buy these stocks. That's a good call on the on the dips. I mean, that's been the opportunity yeah. there. You buy them on the dips. You take half off. You know, buy buy the next dip. Take half off. Build a position on in Bitcoin. Is what you're doing. Uh, Buck, anything else? Any, any, any other trades that you, that you made last week? Uh, yeah. Trades put on, trades took off? Bill.com, B-I-L-L. I love that stock. You know, I it had great earnings numbers. It just came public not too long ago. So I think it's got a long, a long you know, cycle here of growth. Um, I would buy that on any dip. I waited for the uh, pullback after the last earnings, and I bought it a couple of days ago, started building a position in it. Um, Twillow, same thing. You see Twillow pull back. You know, uh, that's a long-term position for growth investors. You know, any, any young investor that puts money in those two for the next three to five years will be very pleased. All right. Uh, appreciate the time. Buck Andrews, as I said, is the co-founder of Inform. You go to inform.info to learn more. Thanks a lot, Buck. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. All right. See you guys. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I apologize. All right. Uh, eight forty nine. Got about ten minutes left in today's uh, in, in in today's show. Uh, uh, guys, what, what's what's on your mind? You want to go to go, go to the chat? Uh, we can we can do. You know, let's just well, take your time. Stock sell off is incredible here. Let's so see right which now. one. What do we want to look at? Tilray. All, all of them. All of them. I, I, it's a pretty major sell-off there, but again, yeah. it's just a volatility. So, like Buck says, if you think they're going higher, that you want to be buying the dips. I'm not touching any of this stuff because I've been through speculative bubbles before, and it ends in tears. So, you know, again, it's not my style. You know, if you're coming here trying to get the next penny stock, trying to get rich, it's not. It's not me. That's not me. I'm trying to have core strategies. Base hits, base hits, base hits. I can't control the risk on Tilray. I nope. can't control the risk on Afri. You can say, oh, yeah, you can. You just put a stop. Where the hell on GameStop were you putting a stop? That went from 157 to 60. Where was your stop? I mean, if yeah. you had that at 150 and you wrote it down to 60, you weren't doing any risk management whatsoever. Sorry. You got lucky that I had another wave up. 
but you've got to be careful when you're trading. I mean, it's risk management. 21 years or, you know, where I've you know been successful and, and made money every single year was not because of how much money I was making. It was because how much little I was losing on my losers. I can't control the risk in this. People don't want to hear that. They're all pissed off because they want to hear that. Yeah, let's you know, talk this next big stock. Let's get Bitcoin to a million. I'm long Bitcoin. Sure, I hope it goes to a million. But again, it's speculative capital. I'm not going all in. I mean, these Maras and stuff, they look awesome, but it's it's up big, man. I mean, three to 37. Could it go to 100? Sure, it could. It might. If Bitcoin goes to 100,000, it probably does. But again, how do I control the risk on that? I mean, how, where is your, where, like, just, Joel, talk technicals on a free right now. <laughs> talk it. I mean, how are you, where is your out? I mean, this was $15 five days ago. So where are you stopping yourself out if you're wrong? I think the majority of people who are trading making money of this aren't using any stops. I, I, honestly, I, I don't know how. Well, you, the thing is, is, is what you're talking a, about is that you, you can do it once sometimes, and you can do it twice, and you can get a, what three times, and you can get away with it. What you're alluding to is like you go in that fourth time, right, and you get caught. You get caught in one of these moves or a halt, or it doesn't come back. You know what the scraps that you picked up along the lines, that one trade can wipe all that out and more. So it, it's hard. I mean, it's some momentum, you know, when it's going up. You don't want to sell when it's going up, right? But when it, it's going down, you just if you are good at these things and you're trading these and taking your targets and doing things of that nature. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't argue with anything that you're saying, Dennis. I mean, we are just trying to give people our perspective on the market. I'm not trying to get perspective on the market. I'm trying to teach people risk management and how to, you know, trade for as a career, not just get rich during speculative times. That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Perspective on the market. I don't know where the hell anything's going. You know, I, I who the hell knows? You know, we don't know when the top's going to be in. We can try. We can do our best to give technicals. We can do our best to look at a chart and try to give a setup. But, I mean, there's a lot of people, crowded trades everywhere here. You don't know. So all I try to do is stay diversified in my trading. I try to use good risk management tactics. And I try to hit base hits and try to make money every day. And, you know, some days you're going to make money. Some days you're not going to make money. But, you know, out of all, you know, I just look back in my trading career. And it depends what you want. It depends what you want. If you want to get rich fast and you want to go all in and you're a gambler, go for it, man. That's you. But that's not me. That's not me. That's not. and And I don't think like we've been, you know, this is we have a lot of experience seeing this. For the simple reasons we're prop firm. You've seen people, you know, how many traders, you know, Joel, you ran the Bright Trading Office. You, we, we ran in 1999. You see so many people coming in and piling in, and they're like buying every dip, and they're just doing so well until March 2000 comes around, and then half the office is gone because those half of people didn't use stops. They didn't use risk management techniques, and they all blew out their accounts. I mean, that's, you know, what this game keeps you longevity is about risk management. I just cannot control the risk in the stuff. That's why, can I go in there for fun? You know, and again, you know, this is why I like to get on the train before it's moving. So like the sundial, you know, they were talking about that for for weeks, that Zach Morris guy on on, uh, on uh, Twitter there. Um, you know, he was been talking about this, you know, for, for, for the last two weeks. So now it's $3.94, it was 50 cents. We have dreams it's gonna go to $30. 
but in all likelihood, it's probably not. And, you know, this is a very, you know, it's a huge move. This is like the time where those people who are buying at 50 cents and 60 cents and 70 cents are making the money. This is like the day eight, nine, 10, where these things usually are now seeing some upside capitulation. Could I have another big day? Could it go to 10 bucks? It could. We don't know that. But just coming in here and buying it now and say, I'm going in on this, it's going to 10. You could get stuck with the next, you know, like tail rate of 300 to two, or you could get stuck with the GameStop from 480 to 50. So just be careful. Yeah. Be and, careful. And this is also why it's hard for me to feel sympathy uh for people who are who are railing who are angry about gamestop and the way that whole thing went down with the with the brokerage platforms and the blocking of the trading and 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 saying the market is rigged well you know maybe you're right but honestly if you had if you had gamestop at 400 or 450 or the or, or the all-time high for the high at 483 and you held it you wrote it all the way down and now you're stuck here at 51 I can't feel sorry for you. I'm no, sorry. Obviously. I'm sorry. I just yeah. maybe you're right. You know the market is rigged. Yeah, but I'm sorry if you if you wrote it all the way down and you didn't sell when you're up ten thousand percent. I'm sorry. I can't like I can't I can't <laughs> well, feel bad for you. I can't feel bad. Or for if you. you're coming in at the last minute and you came in for the first time at four fifty and you're like now it's fifty and I got burned. I mean you got caught up in the FOMO. You, you know, again, you're jumping on a moving train that's moving so quickly, it's difficult to not fall under the tracks. So if you're in these things before they start moving, great. I mean, that's great. You know, like that's the way to trade is like I like to get on the trains before they start moving. You can trade anything as long as you can control the risk. I don't know how if you can teach me how to control the risk on SNDL, let's trade in 380 and say I'm going to stop myself out at 350. You're probably going to get stopped out there. Because the thing's trading wild. So, I mean, you, you, you know, and then it gets down to 350. Do you really stop yourself out? Do you say, oh, it's going to come back? If you say, oh, I think, oh, it'll come back. I mean, you know, as soon as you say that, you're in trouble. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and then a lot of times they do. Remember our, our buddy Carl, you know, we won't say the last name, but he doubled down everything. Double down, double down, double down. I mean, flash crash 2010, and you're, you got trouble. So, I mean, these things do happen. So you have to be prepared for you know that sometimes your stock doesn't come back sometimes gamestop might not come back and this market was a whole bag holder bailout city where all the years of losses have come back for a lot of companies that's unbelievable you know that's an unbelievable gift tim seymour was saying yesterday on tilray this is a gift he's like i sold you know he's got the, the cannabis fund he's like i was selling tilray yesterday because it's just gotten ridiculous and this is a gift I mean, you've got to take the gifts when the market gives them to you. It's awesome to be along these stocks when they're going straight up. But if you get greedy and you hold on too long, uh, eventually the market will take the gains away for you. So yeah. just be careful if you're trading this stuff. That's all I'm trying to do. I don't want people to lose money. And if you do, post about it on Wall Street Bets so we can, <laughs> so, so, so we can laugh at you. Um, are are you watching any any earnings plays? We got Disney tonight. We got we got Aurora tonight. ACB so cannabis uh, is going to be. Oh, it's ACB the... tonight. Okay. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Keep I it mean, on your radar. It all is going to depend. So if you're going to trade the ACB earnings, it's going to depend on what the overall sector is doing. If the sector goes into the gutter today and goes into that report, a pop would be sold. If the sector rip and rally, then a dip would be bought. So that's how I trade, and I do trade stuff like that where you've got, you know, the sector, you know, you trade the stocks against each other. That's the nice thing about the pot stocks. You can trade them against each other. But when the sector is smoking hot, 
then the dips are to be bought. But we don't know because there's a lot of time between now and four o'clock. Where is the pot sector going to be? It was smoking hot an hour ago. Now it's ice cold. Is it going to be smoking hot by the close? Nobody knows. But if it is, then I would be buying a dip on Aurora Cannabis. If it's ice cold, then I would be selling a rip on Aurora Cannabis. So going up, you know, if it moves the opposite way, if it moves the direction, there's no trade. If it moves the opposite way of where the sector is going, then there might be a trade. So that's, you know, that, that's how I approach those. All right, 858 here. Everyone, smash that like button. Hit the like. Jason was in here earlier telling you all to do that for us. I probably, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the good cop. He's the bad cop. But hit that like button. We appreciate that. Uh, you guys want to, Joel, you want to stand and do some ticker time? We haven't done ticker time for like a, a few days on this show. I feel like we've, we, the chat's been uh, dropping tickers and we've been sort of doing our own thing. But I, I would love to um, hit on some if you have time. Uh, yeah, the Bumble IPO is today. BMBL will be the, the ticker. We don't really talk IPOs on this show because there's really no trading action to, to, to go off of or to speak of. So um, we, we wouldn't really have an opinion uh, on that. Uh, but I would love to hear some tickers from the chat. Uh, let's see if we can get to here. Uh, and then now they're all. We can do in. a few. Let's do. Uh, now, let's now they're do, all coming in. Yeah, they, yeah, they come in, coming in uh, fast. Yeah, uh, what do you got? Uh, let's do. Let's do five. And sure. uh, you know, just check to see if um, if there's news on any of them because that is uh, you know that's always a, a relevant thing. In, it in is. It is okay. All right. Here's one who I looked at only only one time yesterday. C L O V. Clover. Oh, Clover. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that has a story behind it. It has the short seller, and then mm-hmm. it has um, obvious, uh, you know, the big backer in there. Uh, it's just digesting. It had the short sell report. You know, I had 13 as a, you know, as a level because you had three highs in that area. You snuck through it uh, two days ago, you're, but now you're back below it. I think it's just I think it's just consolidating here. I mean, you got three lows in the same area that you have to respect. Uh, you're trading down eight cents at twelve forty two. Don't see a current catalyst for it. But if you split those three lows, let's just call it twelve and a quarter. Looks like you're holding up now, but still looks kind of range bound and uh see how it how it handles uh that choice. I know there's already been responses going back and forth, but this doesn't seem like there's like this interest it's i mean i know it's it's back it was hot but it's just it doesn't look like people are interested in it right now long uh, or short yeah yeah jason's in the chat yes jason uh you're you're the bad cop you're the the, the guy jason that, comes, not the bad that, that cop. comes in no he's not the bad cop all right fine I'm who's the bad cop you I'm said gonna, good cop bad I'm, cop i'm gonna yeah I, I thought i was the good cop he was the, i guess maybe oh, uh, i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get crap for that later today okay what about uh what about palantir i saw that today. okay that's a that's a stock with a story too right yeah. it's been doing well since the ipo palantir Ooh, you haven't seen uh, – well, I guess if you go back a couple of weeks, you did have a period of consolidation. Uh, we could get rid of this support line because it's quite a ways from it. Trading up 40 cents. The only significant thing here is uh, two highs in the same area, and you backed up. 38.24, 38.26. So I think you have a seller there. You ended up. Uh, near the low of the session at 35, you got a little bounce. It's green for now. I think if it if it goes red, 3570, 
I think you better be prepared for a little a little trip down to 35. And I think now after sellers came down from 39.22 on Monday, uh, 38.26, 38.24, I think, uh, I think you find sellers in that area again. Uh, Ryan Fink, how about NVIDIA instead of all these garbage companies? Uh, you know NVIDIA! What? I've it been was... wondering, why shouldn't we just... Why shouldn't we just start buying blindly all of the semiconductors if there really is such a, this, this great shortage of semiconductors and they cannot keep up with demand? Why not just close your eyes and buy AMD, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, et cetera, et cetera? We talked about this a few days ago. It was working its way up to an all-time high and did that, right? So hard to be bearish to stock. You're trading above yesterday's high. Yesterday's high was 596.20. And the close was down at 590.57. I know, I think they already had earnings, correct? They already had their um, earnings report. I mean, another reason, too, I mean, I'm not sure, but I, it, you know, the other thing, I mean, and we talked about this before, is like, you know, what if they, you know, what if they do a split? You know, what if they do a six for one or something? You saw the way it's been that quite that trade's been kind of quiet after the Apple and Tesla. Uh, but when I look at these stocks trading at these levels right now, since you're trading above the all-time high from yesterday, your old resistance is going to be new support. And you had a pre-market high, right? Almost six double of 605 cents. It hit that just after 530 uh, this morning. So there is your pre-market high for a target NVDA. And just to correct you on that, the report on the 24th okay. after the close. So they're always later on in, in, in the season. So uh, no earnings from NVIDIA yet. We'll do like one or two more. Uh, yeah, the semis are juicy. Someone sort of mentioned Dominion Energy. Let's give, let's give some love to the utilities. Let's look at, let's look at D, ticker D. D. Yeah. D. Because I think they have earnings coming up. That's, yeah, that's, they, that's uh, that stock. Uh, yeah, it's tomorrow. It got. How long ago did it get hit? When they they did well, obviously it got oh, hit I, I, in March, <laughs> like everything else. I, I mean, is this where people want to be? They want to be in Dominion. Oh, I know what you're talking they, about. Yeah, you're, you're, you're talking about. No, no, never mind. No, I don't. They know. sold part of their company or something. <laughs> that was March. Um, yeah. No, I mean, there's seventy. Yeah, 2018, 2018, right? The early 2018. I don't know. I don't think anybody seventy two to seventy four. That's been your range uh, yeah. since the end of last year. Or so, if you're training range, but once again, Dennis talked about people aren't interested in stocks like this, and this is just a great example. I don't even know what the dividend is on it, but you know, seventy two, seventy four has been the trading range on that one. Yeah. Um, hey, one more, and we can. Hey, wrap it up. everyone's saying no one cares about 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 these stocks. Well, somebody asked about it. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. No, Some, I'm just somebody asked about it. Therefore, somebody does care. Yes. And, and right. I, I'm all about giving love to the stocks that that don't get a lot of love or at least attention. OCGN. We'll do that one, all and right. then okay, um, fine. We'll, we'll end it end it on a chaotic note. Yeah. Why not? I why mean, not? that had the crazy news, right? And uh, yep. The offering and above, and they took it up. They took it down. I don't know where the official offering price is, but uh, you got to be careful on this one because that gap up on that day was at nine thirteen. You tr closed it uh, ten and a quarter yesterday, so support is support until it's broken. Uh, but just where are you going to go? Where are you going to hide if this takes out nine thirteen? 
cap down to 590. And then also you t- on, on these days, folks, when I'll just uh, end it with one little thing, one tip. I mean, you went from, you know, 88 million or 68 million, then you went 364 million. And then the day that it had the huge move, 719 million traded. So you're thinking, okay, and you're going to need some more buyers, right? To keep this thing going, you're going to need some heavy volume on that day. Volume dropped off to 153 million, and uh, the next day, and then 83 million. So, just when they have those high volume days, you want to see it continue, or, or else you lose you, you lose your buyers, and stock goes back. Joy, nine thirteen. Joy, you asked where to go from here. You go straight to the offering price of seven dollars and sixty five cents. It's going to huh. be the ceiling. I don't know. I'm making that up. Oh, the floor. It would be. Uh, the floor. The floor, that's what I meant. Sorry. No, no, no. The ceiling, because it's going to go under that. And then I don't know. Oh, then it's going to be resistance. Yeah. Good, good call, Spencer. Good, so, good so call yeah, right. That. So the offering price was $7.65. Uh, it was above the previous day's close of five and a quarter. Uh, and I said this yesterday, but let this be a lesson to all. Even if they do do an offering above the market, uh, don't be that guy that's chasing it up. You know, Correct. A hundred and whatever it was, 30% at $18. And, that's a recipe for disaster, but uh, somebody bought it there. Anyway, all right. Uh, that's going to be a wrap for pre-market prep today. I want to remind you all that uh, the show is available as a podcast. And for all you podcast listeners, please remember that all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Thanks again uh, to our guest, Buck Andrews. Today's show is sponsored by Inform. Go to inform.info to learn more about that platform. Thanks a lot to Joy O'Connor. Uh, that's a wrap, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.